lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that's wondering why aliens haven't visited our solar system yet. They probably read the reviews and only saw one star. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Yeah, and I think one star is uh, appropriate. Well, you go. You think about going to see a movie, it's one star. TV show, it's one star. A hotel, that's one star. Mm-hmm. You're staying far the F away from it, Curtis. How yeah. are you this week? Um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, a little bit tired. Uh, I think I was telling you uh, earlier that, um, you know, the the parenting challenge continues. Yep. Uh, well, that's that's why we're doing our show on the first day of the Lunar New Year. So mm-hmm. happy Lunar New Year. Going hey fa choi to all those uh, observing. I don't know what year it is. It's like the year 3000 something, I think, in terms of lunar year calendar. I know that the uh, the Vancouver Canucks um, have a Lunar New Year logo for their uh, for their jerseys. And it looks really cool. It's probably the only thing that's going well for the Vancouver Canucks at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, the year is the year of the rabbit, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So I, I, we're still going to do a 2022 recap because we had so much stuff that we want to talk about this year. But I want to kind of bring up this story, Curtis. And this is a, a Chinese zoo that actually had to postpone or basically they didn't really postpone. I think they just had an incident at their uh, Chinese New Year ceremony. I guess they wanted to do a symbolic passing of the torch, Mm -hmm. not thinking the two animals that are involved, this being the year of the rabbit coming in, exiting is the year of the tiger. Right. So you can only imagine what's happened. Now, they didn't have a full-size tiger, well, you know, but still, they had like a tiger cub and a full size rabbit, and they had a little photo op, which they could have went. They had like a little sweater on the tiger cub as well, cute sweater, little yeah. red sweater. I thought that oh, that's great. Yeah, and then the zookeepers put them down side by side on the table, and guess what happened? The cub attacked the rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Now in a playful manner. I, yeah. I, have to, I have to preface this. So there is a video out there um, on Twitter where you see the basically it's it's just like a cat, like basically almost like attacking. Like, yeah. But it did grab the rabbit by the neck. So it yeah, knew what yeah. to do. Yeah, Instinct I mean, kicked the in. The rabbit didn't find it all that playful. <laughs> quite, quite frightened, really. But, 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 but that's the thing, right? Like you and I were talking. This is not like some – Lunar New Year variety show where they brought these animals in. This is these are zookeepers that should have known better. Yeah, yeah, I think I yeah, it's it's shocking that uh, <laughs> that people who, whose job it is to know the nature of animals <laughs> would put two two specimens like that side by side and just think like ah, what could go wrong? Now Arthur is a tiger. Yes. Um, and we, we were both discussing that, you know, um, and that's a good sign. I think uh, that, that's one of the better, quote unquote, better, like less super, if you're superstitious. You and I are both uh, rats, mm-hmm. which we said is, is probably out of all of the animals. Like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. You know, it's industrious. Yeah. Industrious, um, determined. Uh, has a has has a high survival instinct. Yep, it's got it. Got it. Got steal from the farmer stores. Yeah, for survival. Yeah, yeah. and don't forget yeah. the the spreading of diseases. <laughs> spreading of disease. Yeah, it's plagues. Many plagues. <laughs> so so while we're hustling, don't f with us. Yeah, that's the more of the story, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, could you imagine if Year of the Rat was um, af- after Year of the Tiger and they had a rat and a tiger put together? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I, I, don't, like, I don't know if the rat would even register for the tiger so much, right? Because like, the, ra- the rabbit's like almost the perfect size for prey. 
for a for the right. time. And then the rat would just well, it would be. I wonder if it, you know if the tiger would just like swat the rat. But then the Probably. rat would the rat the rat though would scurry away and be a survivor. That's right. Start, start thinking of a way to spread to to spread disease to the <laughs> to the tiger's den. You were saying something about survival, and you know, there's always uh, organizations looking out for our survival, right, Curtis? Mm-hmm. And one of them being Canadian Center for on um, Substance Use and Addiction, so the CCSA. This week published, I guess, updates to their guidelines on alcohol consumption. And lo and behold, Curtis, alcohol, not good for you. What? (laughs) Just thought I'd let you know. I've been lied to my whole life. Yep. Yep. What what, what was Homer's quote about alcohol? It's the uh, cause of and solution to all of man's problems or something like that. There you go. So they've recently... uh, basically came out and said that the there is no amount of alcohol that is safe consu- to consume. Um, and they've kind of given people a, a two, what we're calling the two drink maximum per week mm-hmm. as quote unquote, the safe amount. Like I, you know, I, I don't know how you kind of two drinks, like how do you, how do you equate that? I guess. Mm-hmm. But, it, but, but basically they're coming out and saying alcohol, not so good for you, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? Because you and I, you know, we 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 went through youth together in in in, in, in drinking, and it's 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 part of Western culture, right? Go well, for, for beer. Sure, yeah. You always, you know, it's it's around. Like, what's what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I agree that like, you know, the 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 healthiest choice is to not drink alcohol at all, for sure. You know, and and I, I don't think that can be disputed. But um, uh, I did read that there was an interesting um, sort of thread from this guy. He's a uh, Dan uh, Malik. He's a professor at Brock University, um, and he's he's written books about like the history of sort of like consumption of liquor and drugs and stuff like that. And he wrote an op-ed in the Globe and Mail about it as well. So he has a lot to say about this. But uh, um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting that he pointed out was that one of the things that the uh, sort of study focuses on is that um, three drinks, if you drink like sort of like three drinks, I don't know if it's three drinks a day, but like, you know, um, you can double the uh in you can double the uh rate of uh potentially catching certain types of cancer but he points out that the that the cancers that they that that they list all have very low uh inc- very low incidences so you're double yes you're doubling you're doubling the 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 rate mm-hmm. or you're doubling the rate of a very low incidence so it's still a low incidence so he seems to think like, you know, the data is not being presented um, in, in, in a sort of um, fulsome way, that it's just being sort of presented in a, in a, in a, very, in a, in a very limited way and doesn't, doesn't give the full story. Yeah, I, I guess what he's saying is it's, it's maybe not directly, but he, I think he's implying that the correlation is not as direct as like, say, smoking to lung cancer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think like smoke it. Yeah, because smoking, you know, would greatly increase your chances of getting lung cancer. Whereas, whereas drinking, like, it increases the, according to this guy, it increases the uh, chances of getting these. But yeah, like, like not yeah, not to that degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah because that's what it, it seems. Yeah, because it's not like it's one type of cancer. Like, let's, I'm just going to make something up like stomach cancer. Like drinking boatloads of and binging alcohol is not causing a rise in like stomach cancer versus a rise in smoking would probably see a rise in lung cancer. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess the correlations aren't as um, obvious. Yeah, yeah. As smoking and lung cancer is, you know, seems like like the – 
the the cause of lung cancer is often smoking whereas yeah. the cause of stomach cancer is it often drinking i mean i'm sure drinking contributes but like you know like i i am I'm, I'm with you in in this in the sense we know alcohol is not great for you and not drinking it is it's not going to give you great benefits because even though there's anecdotal stories of saying oh a little bit of alcohol here is good for you and you've i don't don't know what and if anyone's done any huge long-term studies of you know that quote-unquote uh what two glasses of red wine right was it red 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 wine in particular good for your heart yes whatever um i yeah i think if you cut it out like for me i pro I, i think i cut it i wouldn't say i cut alcohol out completely but um, I think I stopped kind of thinking about storing it at the home or having it on a, on the regular, probably in my mid thirties. So about 15 years ago, I guess now mm-hmm. I'll still drink. I'm not saying I'm not taking anything, but it's not, it's not high on the priority. Mm-hmm. I, I have wine here, but I'm not saying, Oh, Saturday night with dinner, I have to crack one open or, you know, it, it's it's not like that. If I go out on a social uh, event, I might have one, but I don't, again, I don't prioritize it. Mostly because I think when in my mid-30s, I also noticed that I was getting kind of ill before I got a buzz. So I was getting those 1 a.m. aches and pains <laughs> That, you, that we used to get, but much yeah. early on. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, I'm not just, I'm not, it's just not, it's not agreeing with me. So maybe if if I didn't have that, I might have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. When, but uh, that that's my thing. I, 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 I started getting hangovers early, not the next day, but like just really early on, like maybe after a drink or two. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think like the, the, the goal is to get sort of tipsy where you're not drunk, but like definitely feel a bit like, you know, a bit more, a bit, a bit, a bit more social, a bit more, a bit lighter, you know, stuff like that. But it's hard to do. It's especially hard to do if you're, if you're getting like hangover symptoms before you can reach tipsiness. (laughs) It's also hard to do because once you're tipsy, you want to maintain tipsiness and then that just leads to getting drunk. So it's a very, very hard thing to do. I still like having beer uh, on the on on weekends, and uh, you know, like like a beer a beer with I had a, I had a beer with dinner tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a beer with dinner last night. I tend not to drink too much during the week, if at all. Yeah, but we were talking before, and <laughs> you brought up a really good point where when you go drinking, and especially if you if you're if you're going on a drinking session, right? So you're gonna have like a few. Sometimes you're drinking like five beers in a, in a sitting, right? Like in a night, like maybe over the course of five hours or four hours, you'll drink five beers. And you were saying that there's no real other sort of product where you're just expected to, to take in that much. Oh, Oh, of course. Yeah. No, alcohol is the only thing (laughs) that we consume that we have this attitude with. Like, I don't call you up and say, hey, Curtis, let's go caking (laughs) where we're eating five pieces of cake within three and a half, four hours. Yeah. Like it sounds like a good idea, (laughs) but we'd never do it because you you would think, oh, my God, four or five pieces of cake in one like in an evening, like you'd feel ill, like just the thought of it. Yeah. But when you think about it, you know, with drinking alcohol, you don't bat an eye. Right. It's like, oh. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I'll come out and have a few drinks, you know, leave the car at home. And, yeah, you know, whether it's an hour a drink or two, uh, two in an hour, yeah. which is pretty, you know, not aggressive, but we're not binging at this point. You know, we're not, we're not at Carlton U, a 19 year old. Yeah, there's no years. funnels involved in our drinking <laughs> anymore or anything. But, like but still, that. even if you were to go out casually, mm-hmm. we're not going caking or even uh, like uh, okay maybe me not eating but like uh even drinking any type of liquid so if we go you go and you said what 
uh, five beers in four hours. So let's mm-hmm. just say that we'll use that as our metric. Could you drink five pints of water in that short order of time? Would you want to? <laughs> mm, yeah. Or Coke, right? Yeah, like definitely, definitely not. Like I five would, pints of Coke. Yeah. And I guess some people are, right? Like if they're, if, if you're, if your um, beverage of choice is rum and Coke. Then not only are you drinking a bunch of booze, but you're also drinking a whole bunch of Coke, like cola. Um, yeah, that would be that. That I mean, I don't know. I'm getting acid reflux just thinking about it. Well, well, that, didn't you say you you had like, and and I think that's very common. I think everybody knows the diet Coke uh, binger. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was a guy at work who uh, um, used to. I was saying it's like. Julian from Trailer Park Boys, except except it was just Coke. There was no booze in it, but he always had a Coke in his hand. Like at mm-hmm. all, every time you saw him, he'd have a Coke in his hand. And so he's just drinking Diet Coke all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like sort of like the, he's he's sort of like the the alcoholic, but of Diet Coke, the and, Diet and- Cokeaholic. And my point about Diet Coke and drinking that much, just drink the Coke, right? Just drink the sugar. Like drinking that much aspartame, I don't know if that's good for you. Yeah, I know. I, it's so funny that they think, well, it's Diet Coke, so I, I can just go to town and drink it all day long. It's like, no, it's still crap. It's still terrible. Now, now you also brought up a good point. The only other liquid or even thing that you consume is that in, in that large amount, similar to alcohol – is coffee, which mm-hmm. again has a drug caffeine in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it has the same. You know, it has its own um, slate of health issues. <laughs> too much <laughs> exactly. coffee. Yeah, and, and 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 you wouldn't really again. You wouldn't bat an eye someone having four coffees in five hours. That seems quite. Yeah. No, I sit all the time at work. Yeah, uh, no, a cup, not a pint. Yeah, cup. Yeah, you're not, you're not drinking a pint of coffee. Yeah. That's yeah. Is, is, is a vente even a pint? I don't think so, right? What is it? It's 20 ounces, right? 20 ounces? How much yeah. is in a vente? Yeah. Uh, venti, uh, like a vente is 20 ounces, I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh my God, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a pint of coffee. It's pretty close, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, I don't know. Do what you will, people, listeners. Just don't go binging. Enjoy yourself. I say don't waste your time on cheap alcohol. I think as, as I've gotten older, Curtis, I, I've mm. gotten in. I think I've told you before, and I think I've mentioned on the show, been really big on the bourbons into the whiskeys. Yeah. And now I'm kind of creeping into tequilas, not the Huervo, uh, Jose Cuervo, but you and I were looking at bad drink choices that people are making, and and you reminded me of a drink, <laughs> and, and what it's called is the Prairie Fire shot. Oh. God, yeah, and, and there's like apparently there's like a, a triumvirate of hot sauce <laughs> uh, shots, right? There's so there's the prairie fire, the battery acid, and the flatliner, all having hot sauces in them with various types of alcohol. Like prairie fire is tequila, Tabasco sauce. Battery acid is like this weird concoction that includes like. I don't know, like a few different types of alcohol and then hot sauce, but it's the flatliner. This one, I guess, because it, it, <laughs> it looks nice. It's got the clear liquids in the middle and the hot sauce in the middle, but it's like Sambuca and tequila ah. and hot sauce. The flatliner. I love the name. I've never heard of it before today. I love the name of it. Uh, it sounds terrible. To drink. Like, yes, I like, I still like drinking. But I like to enjoy myself. Like you're saying, I like to enjoy myself. And yes, if you get into like a nice, if you get into like scotches and bourbons, um, as opposed to beers, beers are still my first love. But like, yep. um, if you, I can understand the benefits of getting into scotches and bourbons or, 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 you know, hard, hard liquor because you, you are, you know, you're not drinking the same volume of liquid, right? And you're getting the results in a more efficient 
way, a more efficient delivery, better, better delivery mechanism. Yeah, yeah. But but like I I mean I would love the thought of like sitting down, just relaxing, drinking one sort of uh, like like one nice glass of you know like um, a really peaty scotch, like a like a Lagavulin or something like that, mm-hmm. and really savoring it. You know, compared to drinking Tabasco sauce and tequila, like that's just mean. Well, but but that you you hit you hit it right there. I'll give you a ding for that one. It's just mean. Those three drinks, the triumvirate of hot sauce drinks, like that's what you give to like a bachelor on their bachelor party as as like a hazing event. Yes, I think we did that to our mutual friend Steve Irwin on his bachelor party. I think he was forced to drink a, a prairie fire um, before we even headed out to the bars. <laughs> so you, you didn't even like give the gut poor guy a chance here. No, no, he was uh, he was doomed from the start. Well, and, and, and the thing is, it's like the, the even the namings of the of the of the of the triumvirate here, right? The flatliner, yeah, that that implies someone's dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Battery acid, which is something you do not consume, and who wants a fire in the prairies? Like that sounds horrible. It's tough to put, tough to put out, tough to put out. <laughs> you know, all that brush oh, catching those, on fire. Yeah, those, those poor groundhogs. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your alcohol. Stay away from these three. Yeah, I, I think I think I think if 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 the CCS or whatever the, the the addiction board should just outlaw these three completely. Like tell bartenders do not make these. Yeah, at all. Yeah. What was that drink that you were telling us a story that you're having in England? That the, the, the oh snake bite. Ah, yeah. So it should be like the snake bite. Like yeah. All bartenders should basically outlaw yeah. making these three shots. Yeah. Snake bites are delicious though, <laughs> because of the blackcurrant cordial. That's what, therein lies the danger. Because <laughs> you drink them too fast, and then you go out and start fighting people <laughs> on the street. I mean, at least with the prairie fire, after you drink it, you you probably feel a bit humiliated, and you're just kind of probably not enough. No, you're you're drinking that prairie. Like I bet Steve had that prairie fire shot and thought these are my friends. What? I thought you guys were my friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that was probably it was probably in like the I don't know mid two thousands that we did that. I I don't I just don't know, and maybe it's because we're older, but I I just don't know even younger people if that kind of behavior is just done anymore. Like I just oh like, that's I, a good question, <laughs> very good question. Yeah. You know, I I called it hazing, and it, it probably was just that. You know. No one ever goes to the bar asking for one of those three drinks I, I mentioned. You get that for someone just to watch them suffer. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's never paying for a prairie fire for you. Yes. And, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> you can taste the tanginess of the, of the hot sauce balanced with the alcohol. No, you're just you're, – you're giving it to someone just to see their reaction, yeah. the visceral reaction of – Yes. Just this disgusting drink. Yeah. You want to see them cry a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So <laughs> let's let's get back to our 2022 look back, Curtis. Now, this is a segment that you and I have done but probably much pretty consistent throughout the year. It's our Am I the Asshole uh, segment. But this is our 2022 Asshole of the Year. Congratulations. This is the one that Reddit uh Users voted asshole of the year, and I'm going to read this one. And this is the original post. Am I the asshole for ruining my wife's work? That's that's very important. Mm. And eating the food before she could take pictures of it. (laughs) So he starts off saying, my wife runs a website dedicated for cooking and recipes. So at that point in time, when you put together the two, I'm going to say asshole right there. (laughs) Yeah. Asshole in the first sentence. That's right. She takes pictures of food before we eat, whether it's lunch, dinner, and posts them on her Insta. And to be honest, I'm annoyed by having to wait so long for her to get the perfect shot. Now, you and I were wondering, is this this a made-up one? But there's so many spelling mistakes. (laughs) 
that no, this guy's for real. He spelled yeah. perfect wrong. <laughs> Mr. Perfect would not be happy with that. No, the late Kurt Henning. So obviously she does a very specific presentation of the food, like uh um, you know, look putting putting forward the best meatballs, right? Maybe the ones without so many giant craters in it, putting the right amount of sauce right. on, on 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 this and that. But um, so this one incident came around where uh, she was doing her project. She put it on the table and the whole table setting. So it looked like she was doing like a, I guess like a, almost like a Thanksgiving feast. Mm-hmm. She was taking her time. I guess she was saying she was going to take a few pictures and that she had to that the guy had to wait. She went upstairs. Now, you have to realize she didn't, like, leave. She just went upstairs to get her camera. And that's when I grabbed the spoon and started filling my plate from every dish. So, I guess it was, like, some 10 or 12 things out mm-hmm. uh, that she made. By doing so, she had he had ruined, like, the, the positioning of everything that she was preparing. She lost it on him, mm-hmm. right? So, yep. fight ensues. He's like being all obnoxious and basically says, uh, just just like saying that she's offside or whatever. And then there's a big fight and um, it ends. And apparently, you know, he wrote this article in, in the next day and it says, and he ends it with, today she's gone completely radio silence. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Curtis, I'll let you. I'll let you have first first take at this guy. Well, I like uh, I I like one of the um, <laughs> I like the comment here from Res- Reddit user Professor Emeritas. Uh, <laughs> Professor Emeritas says, uh, you know, it sounds like this is her job or at minimum an important hobby. Keep a lunchable and juice box in the fridge for when you need to act like a child. You 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 were tr- you were being too nice because Professor Ass here actually says like WTF yeah. at the, be- yeah, <laughs> the beginning, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just like uh, the lun- the lunchable and juice juice box uh, uh, burn. That's a that's a sick burn. Yeah, total sick. See, it's it's right in your title. You wrote it. <laughs> My wife's work. Mm-hmm. She runs right. a website. This is what she does for a living. This is her profession. Mm-hmm. This is not like an Instagram foodie and you've seen those and you and I probably know those people. Yeah. Right. The camera has the first bite. And what do they do with those photos? Mm-hmm. Do they do they look back? <laughs> do they look back and go, oh, yeah, this is the thing I ate. <laughs> and and uh, the majority of people who take those photos always do a shitty job. Like yeah. I've seen them on Instagram and it's like. That's not appetizing looking. Like it yeah. might have looked great the time it's it the plate landed in front of you. Mm-hmm. You didn't transfer it onto the camera very well, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's it's right. You know the Instagram. Why do people do that, Curtis? Is it because they 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 are they bragging? Is that is that what the majority the majority of the uh, so are motivation? Were you, you like are you talking about people who? make something and then take a picture of it or people who order something and then take a picture of it. I, I, the, the people that are on Instagram that you see, and I'm not talking about the ones that bring the pro setup and they've got a stand and lighting. I'm talking yeah. about the person that orders food and they break out their camera. Like before they even put like their napkin across their lap, they're like already taking their camera and taking a, a snapshot of it. Mm-hmm. Coffee, donut, main course, yeah charcuterie board <laughs> yeah like those uh, people yeah i i, I mean I, I don't post i guess i do that all the time okay um but i guess the difference is i don't post it to instagram or twitter or whatever okay so let but me just I'll, ask you why do you do it i do it to i do it to show off to other to other people <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> but in person, right? So you can see their yeah, oh, yeah. Like I like I like to like text like my like like I'll text my my mom like oh check out this <laughs> you know check out check out this lobster bisque I'm having or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look at how look at the consistency you know and stuff like that. So is, uh, is that the modern day uh, version of giving your mom a prairie fire? <laughs> maybe. <I don't> know. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm usually actually I'm usually not doing it to, to be mean spirited. I'm just kind of like for some reason I think I don't know. For some reason, I think people are are what will be interested in what I'm eating, and and sometimes people send me stuff that, that they've been eating, and I'll be like, "Oh man, that looks good." But I mean, I think it's different when you're doing it with people who are like minded in that way. Okay, compared to putting it on Instagram, saying like, "Look at me, I'm hot shit because I'm having you know this this flan from." you know wherever or something like that yeah i i uh, i guess i don't understand making it a a public spectacle i i think you gave me a new project for 2023 i think i'll i'll be posting more food to my instagram account but like really depressing lunches that i've made for myself because i'm too lazy to either buy proper groceries or i i you know just cobble something quickly together and to describe what's in it <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I got this waffle mix and some cloves. Did you finish your eat more? You could put, you could post your un, uneaten half of your eat more. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I, you know, take take the photo of the eat more before I even take a bite into it, right? So you get that, get all the yeah flaccid yeah. looking thing. Yeah. Okay, so this guy, this post, obviously, asshole, voted biggest asshole. Like I think I've said before. Like, I, I just wonder, like, who, who writes these? Like, is he, is he, <laughs> does he know he's an asshole and he wants to get, like, and he wants to sort of, like, get, like, you know, people, he wants people to tell him off, like, he gets off on that? Or, or does he actually think, like, I'm going to get vindicated. I'm going to put this on here and I'll get vindicated because. And then, you know, and then, and then show the wife. See? Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. I, I think so. I, I think there's some people that just don't get it. Like they don't see beyond and wow, great segue into the words of the year. But yeah, I, I think they do that. Exactly that. I think ego hubris, whatever it is, they're so into themselves that they they, they will post it on Reddit, get embarrassed by <laughs> Professor Emeritas. <laughs> I love that. That might I might I might actually make that my new video game uh name. Professor, it's good. It's yeah. I'll grant professor the professor. That is good. I didn't even notice. I said I really like this comment. I'm like, oh, it's by Professor Emeritus. <laughs> hey, I've got tenure, <laughs> instant tenure, right? If I'm a professor emeritus, okay. So that that that. So let's put away the asshole. But we were saying uh, why people were posting and whatever, and that kind of leads into the two words of the year from both. Uh, the Oxford Dictionary and Webster's. So the Oxford Dictionary 2022 word of the year is, and arguably not word, two words. Yeah, it's not hyphenated. Yeah, goblin mode. Yeah. Goblin mode, Curtis. You ever use that in a sentence? I never have. <laughs> I never have. But can, can you, Larry? Well, okay, so... Uh, I, I, I will prepare one based on what we just talked about before. So this weekend I was in goblin mode, ate five pieces of cake while sitting in my shorts and watching some reality shows on Instagram foodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but apparently that, that would be, I think that that's a proper use of it. But, but yeah, the definition of goblin mode apparently is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. I had never heard of it until we did a story on Goblin Mode being the <laughs> word of the year, the Oxford word of the year. And I guess it went to a vote? Yeah. Oh, it's, oh here we go. Yeah. I did not realize this. This makes this makes it all, all okay. Makes sense. <laughs> the OUP word of the year, also known as Oxford word of the year, was chosen by the public for the first time. Oh, that's <laughs> so. Yeah, you're gonna get. It's like if you're asking the these days, especially if you're asking the public to name something. You're gonna get Bodie McBoatface or whatever you know, whatever else comes out of these things. So this is the, this. I think you nailed it because the second place was 
metaverse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It, word or is it a product still? I guess it's a I guess it's a noun, right? The metaverse the place. Yeah, it's a place. Yes, the metaverse. But it's a place. Yeah. yeah, the metaverse where I know nobody. To use yep. it in a sentence, I know nobody who I know nobody who visits the metaverse. You mean the crappy video game that Zuckerberg put out? Yeah, is he still losing money on it? Oh God, boatloads. Okay, <laughs> the third place, and this is not even a word either, Curtis. It's a hashtag. Yeah. So is it? I guess it's hashtag I stand with. Right. Oh God. Yeah. I stand with tequila and Tabasco. Yeah. Yeah. I stand with prairie fires. Okay. So I, I don't think I'm using goblin mode. No. Uh, in, in everyday it, it just vernacular. Sounds, it just sounds it sounds to me just like relaxing. Like if you're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like why why think, not? I think they're trying to make it sound like like. Um, it's bad. Yeah, like it's bad, like really, really, um, you know, you know, so like, so like, what's the word I'm looking for other than goblin mode? Yeah, just, just like, just like really lethargic and really sort of, um, overindulgent and stuff like that. But it just sounds like what, what you do sometimes, like to wind down, like I can eat this entire pizza and I'm going to watch, um, you know, Hollywood FX masters. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Uber delivering prairie fryers to all your yeah. friends. Oh yeah. I'm not going to get off the couch to get it. Yeah. It's going to be delivered. <laughs> and then, and then Heather is going to get it from the door and bring it to the couch. So I'm not getting off the couch at all. I think that's a goblin mode. When you, oh, okay. get, when you get your, when you get your, your significant other involved. To maximize to maximize your maximize your, your own crapulence and then it's goblin. Okay, so now I see it. Okay, I get it now. Maximizing your goblinness. Yeah, maximizing your goblinness. Now now have you ever heard the term uh for, for prog rock that, that that it was like goblin music? <laughs> was it? Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think so. Frog rock. Yeah. Eh? So, so you get, while you know while, while you're listening to yes, you, yeah. you know, goblin music. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Merriam-Webster's word of the year here is gaslighting. Right. This one I've heard quite a bit. Right. Yes. The Dixie Chicks, or now the Chicks, had a very big famous song, "Gaslighter," I think. Yes. But yeah, gaslighting and gaslighting. Uh, what? People in Twitter comments love this word, right? Yes, they do. They do. But it's like one of those words. So I guess I guess it's supposed to be sort of like grossly misleading people. Mm-hmm. I, I I find like in Twitter when 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 these sort of buzzwords come out, they just show up on all the responses, and I'm not sure people know what it means. Like I see a lot of people saying, Are you doing Princess Bride?" Yeah. yeah, I don't think yeah. you know what that word means. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like a lot of people will say stop gaslighting and it be and, and a lot of times it just seems to be like stop you know you know stop saying something I don't agree with mm. you know it's gaslighting you can't really it's 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 not gaslighting if you say something contrarian or something if you can back it up or if there's some it's only or gaslighting. point of view yeah or point of view yeah yeah it's only gaslighting if you're if you're like willfully trying to deceive somebody. And that's not always the case. It's the same with virtue signaling. There will always be like, oh, you're just virtue signaling. So virtue mm-hmm. signaling, I think, if I'm right, is supposed to be like when you are sort of disingenuous, disingenuously supporting something, uh, you know, and making a point of supporting something. You don't really believe in it. You're just doing it, um, you know, to to look good or whatever. Mm-hmm. But people will say stop virtue signaling, and really, it's just anything that's kind of like ethical. <laughs> if you have a, any kind of stance that's ethical, you're virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. It, these mm-hmm. words just lose all meaning. I need to stop gaslighting by saying how uh, the Prairie Fire is a very tasty beverage. Yeah, that, Try to that convince be, you. See now that that and if you if you said that in an effort to get somebody to drink it, you would be gaslighting. <laughs> You would be gaslighting. <laughs> there you go. Nicely done, Larry. Way to way to way to reincorporate the previous segment of the existentialist cucumber to, to illustrate the word. 
Well, you know, amazing. We we don't have many producing dollars to the budget of the show, so I gotta I gotta I gotta keep the the ball of moss rolling down the hill. So yeah, that was, those are the two words of the year. I don't think I'll use either of them, but that's fine. That's no. that's that's fine with me. Um, but uh, lots of other things happening. So this one thing you and I talk about movies all the time on the show. You and I, you know saw a lot of movies this year i don't think i saw any of these movies on the 2022 list that i kind of put together um and, and these are things like avatar i've yet to see avatar yeah i've yet to see uh maverick yes yes uh the michelle yo movie that's getting some good buzz which is everything everywhere all at once yes uh Hi on whale whale right, yeah. whale uh, so that's where with brendan fraser yes yes uh, so that's good. us getting Oscar buzz too. Yeah, yeah. Man, I I think I think also this was also a weird year because it was kind of the return to the theaters. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a real break. Was there a break in the beginning of the year? Were they did they did they shut theaters down in January because of yeah uh, Omicron? Yeah, there was the there was the um, Omicron the Omicron uh, break uh, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, because it was kind of weird because like. Sometimes, like I've seen, I have seen films in the theater over the pandemic, but I'm always trying to think, like, at what what wave were we in? Because like it would be open and then closed, and then open and then closed. Because mm-hmm. um, I saw, I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and that was sort of like post Omicron clo- closure. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I guess because I guess because like you know we were sort of like uh, we were being we were being sort of like a little bit more cautious leading up to Arthur's birth. I don't think we really saw anything else mm-hmm. in the theater, okay. Except for one movie at TIFF, uh, we saw Emily, uh, which is a mm-hmm. movie about Emily Bronte. It is very good. Hey, who 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 stars as uh, Bronte? Uh, Emma, Emma Mackey uh, of okay. oh, right, right, right. education fame. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I, it's a hard pick for me for movie of the year because I didn't, I don't think I saw enough to give an opinion, but for me, I think Dr. Strange. Yeah. You know, it, it got a lot of Sam Raimi-ness in it. I uh, like Sam Raimi's Sam Raimi-ness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I like the, they were really good at, holding the villain close to everyone's chest so when you were in the theaters and it was revealed that it was like almost a continuation of wandavision mm-hmm. like the continuing fall of wanda maxwell I, I i i was like shocked and went oh okay i'm in strap me in mm-hmm. you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to watch it um yeah i think so i i i i, I again i i didn't see too too much i i really like doctor strange multi the madness of multiverse, multiverse of madness, or mm-hmm. horrible title, but <laughs> the multiverse of madness. Yeah, but I, I think I, I like that one. I, I, I like zombie Wanda. I like how she basically they go into that one reality where they're trying to introduce. Uh, well, they they drove a truckload of money to uh, Patrick Stewart's house and said, "Can you play Professor X one more time?" Yeah. I thought Logan was the last time, and I think they drove a big garbage truck full of money to his house to do that role. I was yeah. actually quite impressed. Yeah, that they that they got him. I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know it was coming. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know about the cameos. Um, I didn't know about uh, Wanda being the the antagonist. Like all that stuff took me by surprise. I thought. I honestly thought it was. Um, underrated like i don't know if they're like it's like marvel fatigue or what but i was like this movie's up this movie's a hoot man like this is oh yeah this movie's like a lot of fun it it it, there were scenes where it became a horror movie yeah there were scenes where it was like that typical marvel stuff and doctor strange and um yeah it was like a buddy movie right because stephen strange had his uh, sidekick with america Right. Oh, Chavez. America Chavez. Yeah, yeah. That's right. right. And, that, yeah. That, and that, that's a very interesting take on the character. Right. Uh, taking a younger yeah. America Chavez. But yeah. yeah, it's the same. It's the it's the Sam Raimi ness. Yeah. And of course, Sam Raimi has to put uh, 
Ash in the movie. Well, not Ash, but like Bruce McCam- Bruce Cam- Cam- Bruce Cam- Cam- Cameo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of all kinds of really um, over the top disturbing death. Uh, <laughs> just like, yeah. like you just, I just wasn't expecting any of that. Like I heard, like oh Sam Raimi, oh there's some Sam Raimi elements. I didn't know, like you know he's still no. Somewhat, they let him run away with it. Yeah, they just said just yeah. go and do your thing. Yeah, he's still he's still somewhat restrained by the um, by the template, right? But yeah, but like. Yeah, it was definitely a Sam Raimi. It was a Sam Raimi Marvel movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when I hear about how, like, when Edgar Wright stepped away from Ant-Man um, because they felt that Marvel was too constricting, I was just like, man, I really hope that they let directors in the future put their stamp on their movies. And certainly for this one, I think that they that they did. One that I thought was a sleeper hit, I thought it should have got... I think it should have got its theatrical release, which was – I think that's what event – it should have. I think it was planned to and then they yanked it. Pixar yanked it, which is turning red. So that mm-hmm. went straight to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people gaslighting. <laughs> I think that's good use, right? <laughs> and and saying how horrible and it, how horrible the movie was and how unrelatable oh, and yeah, remember those oh, stories? Yeah, yeah. I you know what? I forgot. I had pushed out of my mind the the, the reviews, the 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 uh, the really silly reviews. You know, saying uh, you know I can't relate to I can't relate to this person. You know, it's like well, you know. Can you only relate to that? Would that would mean that like I I can only watch movies? I can basically only watch Patrick Stewart movies from now on because they have to be bald white guys of English descent <laughs> because I can't relate to anyone else. Well, clearly, you know, I, you know, you can't relate to Star Wars because I'm not a farm boy. You know yeah. where my father is. Yeah. <laughs> Never decimating once. this this galaxy. No. Never once bulls bull bulls no a womp rat my T sixteen. Yep, and I have some kind of mystical wizard like power. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, um, yeah, that was uh, that was all really really. It was it was just sort of like another example of how stupid our society has become. But uh, but yes, turning red was uh, it was it was a laugh we watched underrated the whole family yeah. so generations of people like from from five-year-olds to to like the grandparents and stuff yeah. and everybody really liked it uh i loved of course i'm a, i'm kind of a a toronto spotter in the movies mm. you know so i love the fact that it's actually toronto and well it's animated so like you know you can't fake toronto in an animation but. but what's fantastic it's it's 90s toronto right yes 90s so toronto. so 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 it's called sky dome yeah <laughs> much right yeah which i think i think they had to because otherwise they would have had to pay rogers yeah uh rights and stuff and i think i think i think there was probably some forethought to that as well yeah um this movie was also polarizing but polarizing i can see why and this was thor love and thunder so those are the mm-hmm. last maybe not the last thor movie but definitely it kind of closes a specific arc for mm-hmm. thor mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i don't know i i i enjoyed it i don't i, th- I don't think it was as good as ragnarok no 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 nowhere near in my opinion ragnarok uh, is one of my favorite marvel movies and, and I'm not sure if it's because they tried to crank. I think this is an example of this one probably would have been better as a eight episode mini on Disney Plus because I think they had a lot to tell. They wanted to tell the Jane Foster story. They wanted to tell the Thor story. Mm-hmm. And then there was the villains story. Yeah. So I think there was just too much going on. Yeah, and and I think it was to me. I I I enjoyed it enough. Like it was it was it was entertaining. I didn't rush to see it again, uh, like I did for Ragnarok. But uh, I did like and um, Christian Bale as uh, Gore the God Butcher, the villain. I thought was like the strongest character in the whole movie, and would have liked to have seen maybe more of that, maybe save the 
Jane Foster, uh, Jane Foster arc for a different movie, like where, where like that is, you know, maybe even they're fighting each other kind of thing, sort of, you know, like I just felt like, like, I just felt like they had something there with, with Gore the God Butcher and really could have explored that a bit more. Just, 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 just the, just the fact that it's a, he is, as his name implies, he's, he's a guy who goes around killing gods. So, so like there is, there is a crossover with the Greek pantheon in this movie, which I, which I thought was kind of entertaining. Um, Russell Crowe playing a very over the top Zeus. I, I, Uh, I love the fact that they made him do like this, and not really bad, but it's like that stereotypical Greek accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was like it was like watching SCTV with that guy. You know, how about a ham sandwich? Kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Like, I, I really, I, I, I did not expect to really like the vil- the villain as much as I did because I hadn't heard that much about him, mm-hmm. and I thought he was a really good character. And then, and then, like the Thor. And he was kind of a dark character, but he had like a good arc. And then, but then you're trying to sort of like have Thor still be kind of zany and goofy, you know, as he, as he has been in the last few Marvel movies and stuff. And it just, I don't know. I felt that there was some tonal, um, you know, there, there was there, tonally, it had some problems, you know, mm-hmm. I still, I still liked it, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's not like the next movie, which I'll bring up, which is the Batman. <laughs> I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it yeah. after, at home and I was just like, pass. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure I haven't seen it yet, but I, I, I did notice it on the, on the scroll on the menu, which is uh, black Adam. I saw black Adam. Um, and, and, and what do you say? That was the worst movie of the year. I don't know if it was the worst movie of the year. It would have to be, like if it was the worst, it would have to is it the be. Pra- is it the prairie fire of the year? Well, the thing is like, <laughs> if it was the worst movie of the year, it would be more memorable, right? Like it was just kind okay. of like, it was a very much, it was very much a committee made, you know, by the book sort of, because, because like the, the selling point is like, oh, but we're talking about the anti, he's, he's an anti-hero, right? Like, you know, like, like, as if that hasn't been done before. But you know, mm. it's, he's you know, he, but he's just kind of like a superhero who's s- slightly angrier. Uh, mm. You know, it was it was okay. You know, like, but like, I don't I don't really remember anything about it the next day except that uh, Doctor Fate. It was uh, Pierce Brosnan played uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Fate, and again, like that was a character who I think could have got more use. You know, they could have done more, more with, with, with that. Like they just shoved a bunch of guys into this movie. Well, I, I, I think I went on record when I saw him in the trailer. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not interested in Black Adam, but I'm, I'd be down for the Doctor Fate. Movie. Yeah, and he's got really, and they, they do a good job. Like, like D- DC, you know, the movies haven't been on the whole as good as the Marvel movies, but they do have like some good effects sometimes, and they do not scrimp for the. uh the the Doctor Fate effects I thought like some okay. of them were pretty cool. But going back to the Batman, if it had been an hour shorter, like basically if you had to cut out the third act, which kind of devolved into sort of standard superhero territory, mm-hmm. and kind of stuck with like the detective the detective stuff that was in it, I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved the I loved the detective Batman being sort of front and center. And I loved him going to like crime scenes and the cops are like, what the hell is this guy doing here? And he's, <laughs> he's just walking around and just he's, in his costume, like in his costume, completely <laughs> dissecting, perfectly dissecting this crime scene, but acting like a complete freak while doing it. <laughs> I just loved it. So, but, so yeah, basic, basically kind of combining the Adam West yeah with, uh, <laughs> with with the christopher nolan one kind of yeah yeah he's he's, he's not like, creeping around in the night he's he's just out there yeah he's just yeah he was kind of like a crazy portrayal like i don't think it was a member like like robert pattinson i don't think it's like necessarily a memorable batman in his portrayal but i did like that aspect that they had where he, he did all the um 
uh, like like all the detective work because because they don't they get away from that in the movies a lot. Like he's mostly mm-hmm. just kind of like you know being a superhero or whatever, and he's not really yeah. analyzing things like he did in this in this one, which I I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Well, you blame you blame Frank Miller for that. <laughs> and and I thought um, some of the you know I th- I, I liked um, Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin, oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I thought I you know I thought there was some good there was and Paul Dano uh, I thought his Riddler was pretty decent. Like I thought there was some good good stuff in it, but it was bloated. Like they always just bloat the hell out of their movies. Let's move on quickly. Video games, big. Mm-hmm. I think big gear video games. I think video yeah. games were over the pandemic in general. They had a captive audience. Oh, right? hell yeah. Now, I've got two titles, and, and I think we both came up with them, and I've yet to play either one of them. I have one of them, I've, I have, but I haven't played through it. Because this year, 2022, was the year of me catching up on old games. Two two standouts. I'll, I'll, I'll call them standouts. Uh, it's definitely God of War, mm-hmm. right? The sequel. Mm-hmm. So God of War Ragnarok mm-hmm. and uh, Elden Ring. Yeah. Right. Those are the two standouts I would think. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, there was, there was um, a lot of people like Stray. I never played. Did you play Stray? The one I played Stray. Cat? Yeah. I played Stray. I didn't play that one. It's, 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 I, I would say it's, it's different. It's, it's, it's fun. It's got a good story. Uh, some interesting mechanics. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if we if I put it up there. It would probably be like indie game of the year. For yeah. Sure. Right. 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 If we if we had if we had a, a video game award hierarchy, yeah. which we didn't have time to put, but I would say I would give it indie game of the year. I would say yes, must play. Mm-hmm. I don't know about game of the year. Right. Right. Like, I was uh, I was blown away by Elden Ring. I expected to like it, and I'm I'm not a huge from software guy. Um, I'm not a masochist, um, but uh, I thought I'd like it, and and I loved it. And I mm-hmm. think what I loved about it was it's one of these games where just like there's so much to explore, and like sometimes if I was playing in the morning, I I would just go and find a ruin and clear it out and f- find whatever item was in there and. Uh, yeah, I just had so much fun just doing just doing that. As one of those games too, and the the Elder Scrolls games are kind of like this, where the story um, you, you kind of have to hunt around for it. There's not like mm-hmm. a there's not like 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 a really like compared to Ragnarok, which is the opposite way in storytelling, where there's a very um, involved narrative that you follow. There's not that in Elden Ring, but there's tons of lore and stuff. You kind of got to poke around for it. I just thought that was really cool. Like I just, I just, I don't know. I just really, I love the, I love the combat mechanics. I just, I love that game. No, no, I, I, I've yet to play both of them, but I, it's hard to deny those two titles because I think if you were to go back and look at video games in 2022, like those two names come up Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One video game also resurfaced into the psyche is The Last of Us Part 1. Part mm-hmm. 2 came out, I think, did it come out this? No, it came out last year, I think. It was part one two. of the last games I had for the PS4. Okay, so it, uh, Part 2 came out, it was brand new engine, uh, basically sequel to the 2013 hit. Now, HBO Super Show. Now, you have not seen it yet, Curtis, so mm-hmm. we will we'll do a recap. I'm going to probably go on state rec here. I have not seen Witcher mm-hmm. yet. I don't, I don't think I will. I would say Last of Us could be possibly the best adaptation mm-hmm. from video game. Mm-hmm. Other than, and I'll give it a little critic, other than when I'm so frustrated at my decisions as Joel not creating enough grenades or homemade grenades and I get killed by like the, the bosses over and over and over again mm-hmm. and me throwing the controller across the room. Yeah. Other than that, like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty um, respectful of the source material. Mm-hmm. 
I've heard this. Yeah. So I'm interested to see it. And Which will be hard because like it's it, it was a tough game to get through um, because it's like, you know, not the cheeriest <laughs> storyline, but oh, you're God. playing, you're playing and stuff. And the, so just having to sit there and, and, and watch it and not be an active participant is going to be it could be difficult for me. But uh, now I will I, I, I want to see it. Now, what uh, I'll, I'll leave this with you, Curtis. Hopefully, you'll catch up soon enough. Uh, episode two aired tonight. I have yet. I'll kind of catch it later in the week. Uh, what Stranger Things did for Kate Bush's career and the song "Running Up That Hill." Uh, I'll just say one band, and that's uh, Depeche Mode. No, oh, okay. Go watch uh, the first episode. And yeah. You'll see why. Lots of people are people. I take it. Uh, no, other song, but you'll, you'll see what I mean. And just, I, I would not be surprised if over the next couple of weeks, that song is, you know, back, not back on the charts, but like yeah. it's everywhere in, cause, uh, I don't know. It, it, that song just hasn't been played in a while and it's not in people's psyche. Like I obviously, as someone who owned the album back then, I knew the song immediately and I kind of, mm. Oh, that's a pretty good nod. So, All right. Well, I'll have to find so, out uh, which which Depeche Mode song. Yep. But yeah, it, good. But you know, it's it's Pedro Pascal yeah. with Young Child. Yeah. <laughs> in tow. The guy, that's his stick. That was even, even his stick in the Wonder Woman in WW84 was his, with also yeah. Pedro Pascal with Child. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, March, uh, March 1st. Mandalorian season three. Mm-hmm. The big trailer came out, and yep, I guess it was not a surprise. The story arc will be the return to Mandalore, reunite the clans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, something nefarious is happening to stop that, or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think I think they, this is this is where it kind of needs to go. Right, you need to get you need you need because because you hear about Mandalore and what's going on. Um, but like they got to get there at some point. I I think you're right. I I I don't think I could handle another season of each episode. He's taking a different job just to make it through the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, no more no more Jedi's, please. Can can this just be Mando and the Mandal? I don't want Luke showing up, and I don't want Ahsoka showing up. Mm-hmm. I don't want Ezra showing up. Uh, who else is? Who apparently the yeah the, the crappy job that the that the Empire did about slaughtering Jedi's? Who what other Jedi is still kicking around? Oh yeah, they've had to retcon that so so much. Um, yeah, like all of a sudden it's like oh, there's tons of people Luke could have gone to. You <laughs> 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 don't have to go to Yoda. There's so many of these guys alive. Um, oh, speaking of which, did did you speaking of 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 uh, Star Wars without Jedi's? Did you see did you uh, see Andor yet? No, okay. <laughs> and that's not because I'm staying away from it. It's just I'm I, I'm just being difficult and not catching up on my show. If it if it wasn't for Last of Us being so good, I probably mm. would have started it. And it was like, oh my god, now I got to watch the show. And yeah, no, yeah. I I want to see it. I've heard good things. I will get to it. Yeah, I was and, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Good. Okay, so maybe, maybe that's a good 2022 sleeper hit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good for Star Wars. It needs it needs it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the few Star Wars things that's come out lately where where people haven't been completely, you know, polarized and mm. yelling at each other on the internet. Everybody seems to like it. Hopefully, the folks listening like this week's episode because you can catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically everywhere you can find your favorite podcast. On those formats that give you offer uh, a rating, please do give us a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Uh, Curtis, any last thoughts before we uh, end our part two of, I guess, our 2022 recap show? Um, hmm. 
I think we, we did. We talked about something at the onset that I think we were going to bring up at some well, point. Well, because you're so calm. It is. Oh, that's right. It's because you're so calm and, yeah. and relaxed, Curtis. Yeah. That's why you, you, it slipped your mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, um, so Larry and I have been checking out the, uh, the calm, um, I guess it's like a, it's like a app, like right. an app. Yeah. It's like, a, and, and by the way, this is not an ad, yeah. it, but it's not an ad, but if the calm people want us to spot, they want to sponsor us and we'll plug it. We'll yeah. do a segment each week on what we're listening for on the calm app. I had, I had never heard of it till you told me about it. And it's sort of like, it's, it's like, it's content. It's got like a lot of content, but it's all sort of like, um, you know, supposed to be, things that you can listen to to wind down or de-stress and stuff like that. But it can be a bunch of things like there's books, there's music, uh, there's ambient sounds and stuff like that. And there's some, some kind of surprising stuff in there. Um, yeah. There was like, hey, the, what, what, so what have you been listening to mostly just uh, quickly? We, we can do a deeper dive in another episode, but what have you been listening to a lot? Well, I've mostly been listening to ambient sounds. I really think that that actually they're they're the the, the ones that they have are great, and uh, they're they're good when I'm when I'm working from home, especially, and I just want some, you know, some sort of like calming sounds when stuff is kind of hitting the fan. But I did listen to also they have some audiobooks. So there was a uh, a Killian Murphy sort of travels through Ireland. What and he's got like just the best delivery when he's describing things and uh and you just feel you feel all right when you're listening to it and it's so rare that he uses his uh regular acts like his real accent in in his roles yeah you forget he's irish (laughs) yeah it's true it's true it's good you you get to hear sort of like his real his real cadence and his real voice and stuff so i i'm with you i I've been listening to a lot of the sleep ambient soundscapes. I think that's what we call it. And I remember telling you that they actually had like two Dune themed soundscapes. One is the planet Arrakis yes. and then Caladan. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also been listening to, and I think this goes under the wisdom or mindfulness or just kind of motivational side. They, they call it, the section's called wisdom and a, a series of, chats that lebron james uh did yeah i was intrigued by that yeah yeah not 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 bad it was again you know not meant for you to fall asleep to but just kind of uh mindfulness i guess you know trying to recenter refocus yeah trying to get you in the right mindset so you don't fall into goblin mode ah yes perfect curtis i'll give you one last ding thank you for listening and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Good luck while I'm working from home.